And I am here today with amazing special guest here with us in a building today, or should I say, on Zoom. Hello, thank What's you so much What's for being with us today. Super excited oh, to be here with you guys. So let's just get right in. I'd like to know if you could describe for us a bit a glimpse of your day before and after the quarantine. Like, what does that look like? <laughs> I was in Mexico City. I threw a party, I have a party called a Creo, so we did a party out there. And then the next day I had to fly back. So pretty much I was with all my friends having a party. I had like not stopped like for the whole year. And I got back to LA to be by myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Lonely. And everything kind of changed. It was so crazy that in a sense that I was going so fast and like to all of a sudden be stuck in my house with my two dogs and learning how to like, I'm always been kind of like afraid of being lonely or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love being around people, you know, that's, that's my drive. That's like, kind of like my main uh, people and the way people react and the way people talk is one of my main inspirations in everything I do. So it was that, it was just from being in the, in the parties and like being in Mexico, to just come home and on a lockdown, you know, that's LA by myself and that was crazy. But I've learned a lot though. I learned that that being alone not necessarily means that you're lonely. You understand? So it's been a learning process. It's been a cool thing. I'm bored. I'm super bored. <laughs> but it, it's been a good experience to like find self-love and like to, to like, I suffer of anxiety disorder to be able to like find myself in a situation where it's me who like gives me this, the, my self love is like insane, you know? And like to appreciate that. And like, I mean, and I'm still like, cause the word alone is about space. The word loneliness is about feelings. So the whole thing with like, thank God we're up to technology. Cause I don't know what it would be if we didn't have technology. Cause I think I'd be probably going crazy more. You know what I'm saying? So that, crazy, that was good. If we didn't have any just technology. Imagine, just imagine this back when our parents or like our grandparents were like without like a screen, like a FaceTime or like Zoom or like all that. I don't know like how, how that, I don't know if I could go through that to be honest. Yeah, locked away, away from the world. And with technology, we're able to communicate with literally everybody. And what would you say are three words that you identify with or that describe you? And I feel like, especially during this quarantine time it's all about like self-discovery and like especially in situations like yours like being alone being by yourself for these long periods of time really give people time to sit down and think real hard so what would you say those three words would be for you that's a hard one you know what i'm saying i say caring creative and fearless it sounds like oh this soup like wow he's giving it to himself but no i feel like during this quarantine, I learned that I care a lot about my team and the people that I love. And I realized I could create more things that I didn't know I was able to. And I don't fear it or like, the only thing I fear probably is like to not create or something to be a, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but so that's why I feel like those three words describe me. Stubborn, 
I might have a Ford word. I'm a stubborn dude, you know, but sometimes stubborn can be good too. In this, in my case, it works both ways. <laughs> right. For real. And where do you think this, like, this urge to be like so outgoing and creative and always like wanting to like do these creative, amazing things. Where do you think that comes from? Expression. I love expressing myself. I love expressing what I feel inside. Sometimes there's no words that you could like describe that, you know, I love the, the, the art of expression is to me is the most valuable thing that we have to be able to express yourself and have an outlet to do it in every way. Either it's, if it's through music, through drawing through an interview through through whatever it is i think that's the joy of it i get the 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 high i get of being creative of creating you know what i'm saying creating to see something that starts off here and you keep thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking to be able to like touch it see it hear it smell it wear it you know like that's the most like beautiful thing in life you know what i'm saying like maybe one day having a kid or like something you know it's like it's an expression at the end of the day you know what i'm saying it's just, Having a kid is an expression of love, you know, like make things, you know. So I feel that's that's the drive for me. That's that's where it comes from. Like it really comes from that. That's so dope. And what who would you say were um some of your biggest influences growing up that brought out all of this creativity and want to express yourself? I say Pharrell was one of them, like to be honest. And then I always liked like crazy art and like Akira, the movie. So I was thought like, wow, this guy made this whole cartoon like, and it looks like this, like, wow. And then just, I used to play in punk bands and like when I was like 11 or 12, that was like one of my biggest inspirations just to like be able to like see people joy, like like ride with the music and get crazy and then buy a t-shirt and that. Having a certain like guy who was like my inspiration it's more of feelings that's been my inspiration. You know what I'm saying? Because I could tell you, my, my dad was a big inspiration. You know, being broke was one of my biggest inspirations because I wanted to leave the streets, you know what I'm saying? Be able to like put on for my family and my friends. So beyond having a, a specific, like, because I could tell you, oh, Picasso or like Pharrell, Kanye, a million things, you know, architectures. And like, I don't believe in, because I feel like, we we should be our own inspiration. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever, it's like if you ask Kanye or these big figures that people usually mention, they'll probably tell you the same situation. You know, it's like it's it's, it's beyond a, a person. It's more of a feeling and of a self feeling like that inspires. You know, that's how I feel. Maybe I went a little bit too deep, but. Yeah. No, that's great. And like with all these different situations that come at you in life and all these like different feelings that, you know, one experiences, like whether it's like relationships or hardships or just, you know, going through life as it is, like with no fear or full of fear, at what point, like in your childhood or adulthood or whenever did things click for you and you were like, yeah, you know what, like I'm gonna go on the grind. I feel like I used to fight a lot in school, like fight. I was like, I love fighting. Like that was my thing. I was a little troublemaker, like just running down on people and like being the the, the crazy dude in school and like being the, the left side and like, you know, I, I was getting suspended so much. And one day I got suspended, I'm like, and I would love getting suspended because that, that man, I was going to be at home, like chilling, you know, doing whatever I, well, whatever I want. One day I got home and I was like, hey, mama got suspended and my dad got home. He's like, you got suspended. All right, the next three days you're gonna come with me. So he took me to like the mall, and then he was like, all right, I want you to like every 
every trash can that you see in there, I want you to dig in and get the cans, the aluminum cans. So then like he started, like he, I had this black bag and like he would make me do that. And he'll take me like where people was and be like, all right, go get those cans from that trash can. After the whole day, he took me to go sell the, the cans. And I remember I probably made like two bucks. And then he was like, if you keep doing this, this is what you're gonna end up doing for the rest of your life. So I, I don't know what happened, but that clicked right there. Like, I can't, I can't do this like for the rest of my life. And that was my drive, dude. After that, I was just like, all right, what do I like? Oh, I love art. Then I was going to art classes and then I was making my own t-shirts and then I got into the punk bands and then, you know what I'm saying? And it was just that, and I learned how to produce. But that was the, the moment that my life actually went the first time, you know what I'm saying? The second time it was probably, yeah, later on, like in 2008, and I was so broken. I lived in the streets and I didn't want to be in the street. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to like, I didn't want to be there. Like, and Kanye was down in Mexico. He was coming to Mexico to do the glow in the dark tour. And I wasn't a rapper or anything. I wasn't trying to rap. I was trying to be a producer, but no one was paying me for my beats. So I made this little demo of me rapping and they, they picked me to open up for Kanye. So then I was like, that was my second drive. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that was my first time I got out of the streets because I took that money and I got my first apartment and like my first rent, you know what I'm saying? So when I stepped into that place, I was like, I'm never not gonna stop making money to pay my rent. So I, I set that goal, you know what I'm saying? It was like, from now on, the most important thing is go out and get the money for the rent. How are you gonna do that? So then that drive like just kept me going. Like, all right, let me go look for a Nike deal. So then I got a Nike deal because I used that card. I used like, oh, I opened up the Kanye. I'm the first Mexican here, and like, what's up? Da, 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 da. So then I was able to like finesse so many things, like from a Nike deal to like doing stuff for like brands and like uh, doing producing now and get, charging people and like you know. So then I started touring stuff like that. You know, it's like the drives. It's like that was the drive. The two times I think I feel like the most driven to create or like to find success or like. To not like you know, I was always try to set my mind into hunger, like hunger not as in food or like, but like just hunger of like trying to help, trying to create, trying to like be the best for my family, trying to be the best for myself, trying to be the best for my friends, and like you know, sometimes I'm I'm good, sometimes I fail, you know. But at the end of the day, it's that's the gas for the world, you know. Yeah, for I sure. Feel. And I feel like being hungry <laughs> is the only thing that you know keeps us going every day. And the only like hope that we have for the future to better ourselves and better our community. And so when doing what you do, yes. um, what would you say excites you the most about producing music or any projects that you're into? The, feel, the, the, the people's faces, man. The feeling. This is like the, the, the like, whoa, the me, like just like when I write a song that I really like, even if it's not for me, I'll hear that song for like the rest of the week for at least a million times because it just feels good. You know, it's coming from in me. It's a feeling. You know, like I'm very selective with the stuff I do, like projects and stuff like that, because I really every project I give myself into that, you know, it's like I give my heart, I give my soul, I give it all like, you know, with my label when like I really care about changing the way they portray the word Latin. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all human. So like I'm trying to do as much as I can so that they don't say, oh, yeah, that's that Mexican kid. You know, it's like it don't matter. Like it's like. Saying the Mexican kid automatically takes off credit of like it's, it's that kid, who's, it's that guy who does all these. 
And how would you say that your culture, your upbringing, and, you know, everything that, like, makes your identity inspires things like your beat making? Like, how would you, how would you say you incorporate that into your music and everything that you do? I don't know. I never think about that, you know? I just, like, I grew up with my mom listening to Selena and Emilio Navaira and all this crazy Mexican music. And then my dad was listening to hip-hop and, like, to rock. So it was like, I never thought about it. I just know it's in there. I just... Because I create a lot of art, too. And then I create, like, I'm a creative director for, like, for artists. So I never think, like, oh, how do I put this? Or why is this like that? You know, it's just, I know something, there's, like, a little thing in there that makes me think different because of the way you grow up and stuff. You know what I'm saying? All I know is, like, my culture really helps whenever it comes to treating people the way I treat people different. Like, you know, because I don't know, my mom, like, you know, it's like whenever I... I'm introduced to to someone, it's like, be Greek, like, grateful and like, hey, like, I used to hate trying to explain myself, like, when I when I meet a girl, like, I give her the, the kiss in the cheek and like, I'm sorry, I'm Mexican. Cause they, cause, you know, like, the cultures are so different and they'll be like, going back. Or like, and my mom would like, slap me if I don't, if I don't do this, you know what I'm saying? It's disrespect. Like, that's just, things like that in, in regular life, I feel more, you know, but, to me, like more than that, the culture and the way I grew up, because I grew up in Houston, I was lucky enough that my parents were like looking for a better life for their kids. So like I grew I was born in Monterrey, but my parents moved to Houston. So I went to ESL. I did all that. So you know what I'm saying? So all those things, I think, change you in, in a lot of ways. Not only in the music, it's just the, the way I do deals, too, like with my label, like the way I paint, maybe. Or I mean, sometimes I'm not going to lie. Sometimes if I want to do like, a cumbia record it, it's in there because it's in my blood you know it's like it's it's been there so it's easier for me than if you tell someone that didn't grow up in that household like do a cumbia record they'll be like what is this you know but then i also grew up i was a skater and like in houston and then laredo and then so i got to see both sides of the world i was too mexican for the americans and i was too american for the mexicans so it was kind of weird you know so it's like at this point, like, I think that it all affects you in the way you express or you create whatever you create. Yeah, for sure. I feel like a lot of youth nowadays, me and you know everybody that I know can relate to being too American for your Mexican family and being too Mexican for everybody around you, especially being here in Chicago. And so I know you mentioned the L word being, you know, Latin and how it's about, you know, just just humans in general, but I feel like sometimes, you know, it's important for as, you know, young people and having these idols and these uh, inspirations in your life that you look up to, sometimes, you know, it's like, damn, like they look like me, they sound like me, they're like from where I'm from and they've gone through what I've gone through. So like, what is music, like music that you've produced and other mainstream like Latin artists that you've contributed with and just everybody in general, how do you think that that kind of music uplifts communities, you know, from Mexico, Texas, like everywhere? Well, I feel like, like how you said, having like a guy like Jay Balvin, like being the number one artist of, of the Latin community. At the end of the day, that's where this like saying like, oh, here you go. Here's the produce. Here's the uh, meats. Here's the... You know, you have to label it. Yes, I get that. But I feel it's good because then kids or people like myself or where be like, oh, it's so fire that we have our own Pharrell or that we have our own, like, finally, for the first time, like, people understand me better. 
I feel, you know, I, I feel like that's important. Like, I'm gonna, like, all this time, like, all this Balvin, Bunny, Natanael Cano, Mexican, you know, it's, they're so important for us. So, because people realize that we're so alike, we're, we're still creative. We can still bring something new to the table. You know what I'm saying? We could change. And that's just saying, like, artists, there's like Mexican architects, Mexican, like, visual artists that are changing the wave of how, like, our work was being viewed before. And I feel like to inspire kids and the next generation to where, like, to remove that fear of, like, oh, they're going to see me, they're going to look at me different when I try to do this. You know, it's like, nah, right now everything's possible. Especially right now in quarantine, it's like they gave us a reset. We're all at the same level. You could be rich, you could be broke, you could be whatever. We're all stuck at home. So now you got a chance to like, really, what you're going to come out with after this quarantine? Are you going to go full on or are you going to be like, complain that you're stuck at home? You know what I'm saying? But we're all, it's like, if we were all having a, a race, it's kind of like they said, all right, no, 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 hold up. Whoever's winning, come back. Now let's all go. You get what I'm saying? So I feel it's important. The most important thing is that to remove the fear of the next generations and whoever, the generation right now, and even the past generations, to be like, yeah, I could do that too. I could be the number one artist, even though I'm Mexican, even though I'm Puerto Rican, or even though I'm Colombian or Salvadorian, whatever, whatever, whatever. I could be the number one artist. I could be the best architect. Or I could even, you know, this guy, um, Raimix, he was, before he, like, before he decided to go to the, into the music, he was, at NASA, at the NASA, working at the NASA, you know what I'm saying? It's like, whoa, you know, it's like, so those things, there's, it's, it goes beyond the music. But I feel that's the most important thing about it. I feel. And so onto something a bit more serious, you know, it, I feel like it's been like since the dawn of time, like for since forever, like many artists always make statements in their music, referencing women <laughs> as solely objects or like in a way, sexual trophies for men. And, you know, uh -huh. recently Bad Bunny has made music where he, you know, takes stands for women and consent. And what do you think is the importance of breaking down the view of women and, you know, how they're portrayed in the mainstream media? Man, that's too deep. I feel it's beyond that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, it's also like the gay community, you know, and there's also like, the, yes, the way that women would portray it in videos and all that. I think it's important, dude, to like, like, to me, I have like, I'm super open-minded in every situation. And like, I wouldn't like, like I'm telling you, dude, it's like, it's important, but it's also important to like, really embrace it more than showing it, you know? But I feel like that's a good start in a sense. We're still living in this world, man. Like we're still so behind on that, you know? And people, women, men, we're such a beautiful creation that we should respect even harder, you know? And we should like embrace the real love and the real respect and like, for me, all women, like my right hand is a, is, is a girl, it's Pia. She's like the best, to me she's, bro, she's harder than me, you know what I'm saying? And after I started working with Pia, I was like, I want all my team to be like girls. So like, cause I feel like we have to empower women, bro. Like every day, you know, and we have to empower your loved ones and you have to empower the kids and you know it's it's more than that but it's it's good it's fire that bunny came out like that doing that like you know what i'm saying and on the flip side you tapped into it a little bit but you know there's always been restricting social standards when talking about men and you know how they're viewed in society and stigmas and stuff like that so like 
you know, there's just always been the mentality that like it's a man's world and you're the man of the house. So like things like that, like no expressing of emotion or femininity or anything like that. So like, what do you think it takes for stigmas like that to be broken down? Guys like us making those statements and then just really embracing it, you know? Like, I'm not afraid to tell someone I love you or like, well, you're better than me or like, I'm so proud of you or like, you know, kissing my gay friends, you know, like, I don't, why, like, you know? And I've seen people get weird whenever like, if my friend comes, my gay friend comes and they give me a kiss on the cheek, I see guys get weird out, but I'm like, bro, like what, it's like, it shouldn't be that way. Everyone do whatever, what they want. Like, I don't, I don't leave by no one's rules. Mind you, my my I come from a, from a family who was very macho, like very. My grandpa was from a ranch, and he was like, "My mom, like, you can't go to school because you're a woman," and like, you know. But my mom used to sneak out and go to school, you know. So I had a very like strong female in my. That's a representation of what life should be like. I I saw them both ways. I saw my grandpa be super against women being empowered. But I saw my mom fighting through it my whole life. You know what I'm saying? And like, that really has my vision in a different state, you know? It's like that. For sure. Well, thank you guys for listening, but we will be right back after this quick song break with more from Milkman. And we're going to listen to a little bit of his repertoire. Uh, Milkman, do you have any suggestions on any songs that we should listen of yours? I'd say Luna. Luna would be a cool song. Let's listen to Luna, guys, and we'll be right back. Llevo un par de drinks de más Y te veo desde aquí bailar Dejemos esto un rato, vámonos de aquí Dile a tu dude que te tienes que ir Busca tus cosas, yo aquí te espero Por la puerta de enfrente que lo sepa el mundo entero Un viaje a las estrellas, terminamos en la luna Una botella de champán como tú no hay ninguna Thank you. 
Hey guys, we're back. Don't forget that you're listening to La Mesita. And we're still here with Milkman. Hey, what's up, man? Thank you so much for being here. Let's talk a little bit more about some of your projects that you're working on. So what would you say are some of the biggest projects and collaborations or anything like that that you're focusing on at the moment? Right now I'm working, did my album. I finished my album during quarantine. So that's super important to me. I haven't dropped music in five years. It's my own solo album. So I'm so excited about that. I'm, I do creative direction for J Balvin. So we're working on a new project. So that's exciting. Working on Jesse's Bias, new album. Super excited. Just a bunch of things. I just did a collab with New Era that dropped like a week ago or two weeks ago, which I donated the whole money for like a foundation for Dorona to help people in Mexico. And I'm just... I'm never like chill. So I'm working a lot of things. And to me, all of them matter the same. It doesn't matter if it's Balvin, if it's Jesse, if it's my project. To me, they all have the same strength. Like even if I'm painting, like doing a painting or something to me, like I get excited. Like I'm so excited. Sometimes it's so hard for me to go to sleep because I'm like, damn, I don't want to sleep. But then I want to sleep so I can wake up and keep working on that, you know? But then sometimes I, I don't want to sleep because I want to keep working on it. But then my mind goes like, but if I sleep, I can wake up earlier and work on it, you know? So it's like, my man has me playing tricks, but I'm excited about everything I'm doing. Even about this, you know, like it's cool to like to be open and talk to, to you guys. That, that excited me a lot, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's all about the hustle. So yeah. Milkman has a genius idea, you know, he's just chilling or whatever. And then he has like the next big genius idea or creative idea. What's the first thing that he does? I draw it and put it on paper. That and I call Pia. Pia, I had this idea. Let's make it happen. And she starts moving everything like boom, boom, what we need. But then she'll make like this list of the things that we need and then we'll start going from there. You know, but it's always like that. I write it down. I usually draw like little sketches of whatever it is, even if it's a chair or like a cover or like something, whatever. And then I call Pia, like, I want to do this. And then she'll like start just thinking of all the things that we need and we'll make a list and we just start attacking it. Boom. Oh, we got this too. Crossing things that we, we already got, you know? Then, boom, all of a sudden it's there. It's a team effort, bro, to be honest. Like, I have a great team, and I'm so proud of it because sometimes I don't have enough time to, like, perfect the drawing. So then I have, like, I'll do a sketch, and then I'll send it to one of my team, like, who knows how to draw, like, a genius. Be like, bro, I have this idea. Can you make it come through into this? And then I'll be on the phone, change this, do that. Dude, like, my phone is my everything, like, and then I'll be like drawing, no, no, this goes like this, blah, blah, blah. boom, send back, send back, send back till it's done. You, you got you got to rely on us on your team. You can't. It's not all about me, 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 me. You know. I mean, at the end of the day, it's me who gives the face, but and because I'm the one being the creative, well, you have to like empower your team and like make a part of whatever you do. Yeah, for sure. And something that I hear you're an expert and you're great at is throwing parties. So can yeah. you tell me a bit about them? Like what like compels you to throw these huge parties? And now that we're in quarantine, do you miss them? I miss them like crazy, 100%. What made me do it? I've had this idea of like having this party for years, but just like I didn't feel it was the right time or I didn't have the right team. And we were on a trip to Barcelona and, and I realized it was just time because we went to this party with one of my partners which she runs, I'm like, hmm, she could help us run this. She was a missing piece. And it was just me having, wanting to have a birthday party every time I could. Because you know, when you have a birthday party, all your friends show up. So then that's the concept of the thing. It's like, 
And it's called Recreo, which is, to me, the best moments in school were like during recess. You know what I'm saying? So it's like with your friends. So I always invite friends over and like artists. So I never announce who's going to show up. So in one party, we might have Matt, uh, we might have a Major Lacer and Jake Ortez. And then another one, we might have like just artists, you know, like Will I Am. And then just giving that to the people and I like, work. The whole mood of the party is like, dude, we're all equal. It don't matter if you're from the hood. It don't matter if you got money. It don't matter gender. It don't, nothing matters. It's every, there's no VIP. There's no bottle service. There's nothing. Whoever gets here, like whoever buys their ticket before anyone, which are cheap, it's 10 bucks, gets to have the same joy. I don't care. You know, and I, and I have people like, oh, bro, I need to be at the VIP. I'm like, bro, there's no VIP. You know, where the artists are, because I'm, I'm this and that, and I'm like, I don't care, bro. You're just like everyone else. So enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? It was just the moment where I wanted to like remove that stigma of like social classism, you know? Like where like, oh, I'm better than you because of that, that, that. Nah, bro. It was just a moment that I wanted to inspire like the new kids and all that, like to be like, yo, you, you, we're right here next to you. It's all good. You, you don't need a photo with me. You don't need to take nothing. You don't even need your phone. It's just like, we're all chilling here. Like, we're having a good time because we're all equal and blah, blah, blah. You know? That was just the, what really made me do it. It was that. It was just, I feel like I had the right team and that I was at the right moment. Yeah. And what would you say your party essentials are? In what sense? Uh, you know, what is like, no matter what city you're in, who's going to be there, like, what, what are the things that make a great party for Milkman? The music is essential. The most essential is that the music got to be right. Some black label. And, you know, just beautiful people, you know, just beautiful vibes. It's like, that's it. Like people dancing. I love watching people dancing, you know? It's the most, it's an expression at the end of the day of how people is feeling at the moment. Yeah. And so moving into a bit more about fame, like some, a concept that's always really interested me is, you know, you see like your idols and these big famous people with all this money and all these people behind them. And it's always interested in me, like, you know, you can make it as far into the top and as famous as you want, but we're all human in the end. But somehow like there's this weird like social identity mix up or some like weird connection where we're not connecting that people are human when they make it to the top. So like, do you feel famous? No. How do you measure your success? How do I measure my success? Yeah. Like, why do you feel you're not famous? Because I'm, I'm not. Like, in what sense? Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to be, create more, you know? I'm still, like, I still have a building, or I still have in my success is, I, will, I don't feel like I'll find success. I don't believe in the word success, because I don't believe that I'm going to stop going. The moment I say I found success, that's where I stop. That, that word was made for you to stop being better. All right, all right, you're successful. Let the other one come. You know, it's like, it's more about the joy, I guess, right? To me, I don't, I don't think, even if more people knew me, that doesn't define success, you know? Because, like, what's success? Like, you seen that Jordan documentary? The moment where he couldn't even go out. That sucks. I don't want to be that guy. You know, it's like, I want to be out with the people. I want to go outside and no one asked me for no photos or no one asked me for no, you know, that's where I want to be outside. But 
known so I can have a voice and like talk about the issues that's going on in society, talk about anxiety and depression. That's the only reason I want to be known, but not famous. I don't care about the fame. And it, it sounds so cliche, but I really don't. I wish I had 23, 44 million followers. Yes. Not for the fame, but to spread the word of love in a sense of, bro, it's like I suffer of this uh, anxiety, depression situations. You know, it's like, and I know there's a lot of kids that are afraid to say that. And I know a lot of the guys in the industry are so afraid to say that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's the only reason why I want to have 44 million followers. So I could just talk about, you're good. I, I'll be, I would literally be on live streaming like, you're good today. We're all good. You know what I'm saying? I, there's no I can promote but that. Be good. My parents are preachers, by the way. Christian preachers. So there's a, like, there's probably a lot of that. Yeah, that says a lot. <laughs> it shows. Yeah. And I feel like that should be the end goal. You know, at the end, it's not about how much money you make, how much people you know or know you. It's, you know, just about uplifting our communities and where we're from and the people around us. Yes, because I wish when I was growing up, I had someone like me telling me that, that I could relate to. You know what I'm saying? And, dude, a lot of things, a lot of my mind changed, too, when I met Balvin. Or when I, not when I met him, because I've known him for a long time. When we became, like, close friends. And he's so humble, and, like, and he has all that, and he's, like, the most humble person ever. And I was like, I can't believe I've met all these guys, or I've hung around with all these guys, and they, they're on this super protective, my image, my thing, I'm famous type thing. But this guy's like, nah. He'll, like, if people, it's kind of uncomfortable for him sometimes. He doesn't say it. This is what I think. But we'll be eating in a restaurant, and every person that would come by and say, can I take a photo? Even if he's eating, he'll stand up and take the photo. You know what I'm saying? Like, he don't care about the money. He Like, it's a lot of cool things, bro. Like, when you find people, your friends, your team, and everyone that all think alike, and all share the same thing. It's just amazing all the things you're going to be able to do. Because there's no group. Like, in my team, there's no egos in a sense of, like, oh, he's making more money than me. Oh, he's getting more recognition. No, at all. I'm telling you. Because why? Like, I have, I'm a manager to Jesse, and, like, I want him to be successful. You know what I'm saying? In a sense of, and, and here it's like when I'm telling you the word successful is in a different way because it's like I want him to complete his dreams. You know what I'm saying? So I want him to shine. You know, so it's like my ego there goes down because then I'm, I'm the one going to close deals. And like, so I remove the artist off of me and be like the good guy, bad guy with these brands, with the labels, with the thought, you know? And then humble down is the, the, like, taught me a lot because I'm not gonna lie there was a moment when you lose it you know and it's like you're like nah I want this when I was an artist I realized I was like when I was when I was rapping rapping I realized nah I don't like this life I don't it's weird to me I'd rather be like in a studio creating or like in a, in a warehouse making a sculpture like you know and, and play shows whenever I, I feel like playing shows for a purpose in my parties, we do a speech every night about friendship. You know, we'd be like, hey, isn't it great that you're here with your best friend? 
And then I tell everyone, like, yo, turn around and look at the person next to you. Tell them, you're my best friend. Let's not forget about why we're here. Like, we're here to dance, have a good time. And that's, you know what I'm saying? I do that in my parties. And whenever I have a show, I, that's another speech. That's the love yourself speech, you know? Because sometimes we forget to, like, love ourselves. And then sometimes we forget that not everything's for the money. Sometimes it's for, like, the fun. Like, that party to me, that's not for the money. To me, that's because I want to have fun. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't care about the money. I never make no money because I fly my friends to the. I may, never made money off of that party. Even though it's always sold out and it's yeah. a crazy party. It's just, I just want to have fun. Like, I want to remember why I'm doing this. Like, I, it's not all work. Even though it's a work, it's super, it's a lot of work. But here you go. My team is strong. One handles this, another handles that. It's a great team, good friends. As Milkman today, what would you tell Milk Boy growing up? Don't stop. Don't stop. The same thing I would, that I started doing. The sort of thing that, that um, I would tell him that and I would tell him like to, man, I'm human. So I messed up a lot of times, you know, I've broken hearts. I forgot a couple of purposes while I was doing things at some point. And it's hard to change after you've been living a certain way for your whole life. You know what I'm saying? So. Sometimes the dream is bigger than the present. So that's that's what I would tell. Don't get loose in it. Like just it's cool to look, ah, there's the goal. But then it's cool to understand that the present is still here. And I'll probably say that. I think I heard a couple of people in the process of learning where I'm at today. You know? So I would tell I would probably tell that young milk not to. So what are some of your dreams for the next five, ten years? The biggest dream I have is to build a church for my parents. And how much did religion play a role in your life growing up? I was, no, I was, I was, it, it, it was there, but I've always done man. I was, I was crazy. I was a crazy kid, you know, I was, I was just crazy. So I believe in God, but I was never like into religion like that, but I believe in God and I, be, and I, and I respect my parents' choice of, giving their life to God because I see their happiness and believe me that joy that they live it's so beautiful while I'm here trying to create all these things I'm like the most stressed guy all the time you know what I'm saying it never I never let it play a role because imagine I'd be like not doing the things I do because then I'll be stuck in church you know and my dad always told me like bro you don't just because we're chose this life you don't have to like feel bad about if you say a bad word or if you do whatever or like you drink or like, blah, 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 or, you know? So it's like, at the end of the day, my parents are like so happy whenever I say these speeches about love yourself. Cause they, to them, that's enough for them. To, like you're giving a good message. You're good. Even though my music is not for that, you know, but this is what brought me to make the music that I put out is that. Yeah. Do you have any social medias that we can catch you on for any of your Next big content? Uh, Instagram. Milkman. I love Instagram. Instagram yeah. is the best museum in the world. That's a great way to look at Instagram. My museum sold out. <laughs> and during this quarantine, what do you hope for? My peace. And I just want it to be done, bro. I wish I was... I wish I, I wish I studied science so I could understand what's going on. For real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I really thought about, like... I'm, I'm just too late to start studying science right now. You know what I'm saying? But No, it's never too late. 
No, but in a sense, it's like to try to catch up with all this, it's, it'll be like, I don't want like, yeah. let's just make art. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty well, sure there's a lot of cool dudes right now looking into that. So let's give them their shine. Yeah. And you can keep making all the art and the music that they enjoy while they're trying to. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I like what you guys do. Keep doing it. Empower your friends, your team. Don't stop. If this is what you want to do, go harder. You know what I'm saying? I'm so proud of you guys. That's all I can say. Thank you so I much for your words and wisdom. And don't forget that you're listening to La Mesita.